trash can presents calling into an IT support desk. Hi, thank you for calling M5 Industries Help Desk. How may I help you? Uh, yes, my name is Sarah from Bozeman, Montana. And, uh, I got a problem here. Uh, I can't seem to power on my computer. Well, let me ask you, if you really are from Montana, are you able to, uh, hit the big button that says power next to it? Uh, I don't see that over there. I'm from Bozeman, Montana. I don't understand. Oh, that's, that's, that's air apparent. That's really apparent. Listen, I don't have the rights or credentials to, uh, unfortunately provide this service at this time to, uh, to help you with that. I am going to have to transfer you. Well, let me speak to your no, manager. No. Let me speak no, to no, your no, manager. No, no, no. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to transfer you to our other department. It's our hardware department. They're very good at this sort of thing. They'll be able to help you out further, okay? Alright, I'm going to go ahead and transfer oh. you. Oh, uh, yeah, this is uh, Steve from Hardware. Uh, yes, this is Sarah from Bozeman, Montana. I can't get uh, my power to turn on, and they told me that I need to talk to you guys. Uh, well, I don't know why they told you to come over here. We don't uh, handle anything to do with uh, power buttons or anything like that. It's only if your computer is... The guy told me that I was getting transferred to you guys, and you guys knew what you were talking about. Hold on, uh, let's, let's put you on a brief hold right quick. Okay, I, I, I'm back. Are you still there with me? This is ridiculous. Here in Bozeman, Montana, we don't do things like that. And if you, I am the senior VIP CEO, MLKGR representative, and at my company, we don't run things like that. Now, I would like to speak to your supervisor. Okay, if you'd like to speak to him, it will be a five-minute wait. And we will have No, to... no, 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 no. I would like to speak to him now. Okay, please hold. Uh, yes, this is the uh, supervisor. I have been on hold for 25 hours trying to get my power button to turn on, and you guys keep giving me the runaround. What am I dealing with here? Listen, ma'am, I make $7.50 an hour. I'm chugging down cigarettes left and right. I've literally had my eighth coffee in the th last 30 minutes. I'm literally crapping bricks, okay? I don't have time for this. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you think you are. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to get you back to the right place. You know what? I'm just going to go to Best Buy. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And that was your IT prop. I mean, I mean, sorry. Donut Box Podcast. This is the Donut Box Podcast. Yeah. All right, we are on episode 19. 19, the big old one night. We're one away from 20 for the season. 19 episodes and counting. I'm 19. Just kidding. You used to say I'm 18. But anyways, we welcome all of you listeners from Belgium, from Spain, from Kansas, Florida, Georgia, Texas, Ireland, the UK, Australia, India, Singapore. Hey, Canada. Can't forget Canada. Oh, Canada. We love all you guys. And if you're brand new, welcome. The way this works is each segment is a different donut. And the first donut is the old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. Now, I have to tell 
on myself for a little bit. No, no, no. Can I tell on you? Okay, I'll let you go ahead and tell it, and then I'll come back and correct it. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week, we're going to be talking about um, one of Christopher's relationships and uh, essentially what happened eh, was with somebody else. But this gal, we've kind of talked about it before, she... Uh, she was my head coach's daughter, and uh, Chris took a liking to her, and she came to our church a few times. There was a problem, however. She was, uh, I wouldn't even call him a friend. He was more like an acquaintance, a goofy acquaintance. And uh, she was dating this guy, and essentially what ended up happening was, listen, the, the girl was flirting around, I will admit. She, she had eyes for my boy. We all knew it, and... Um, the other dude, well, his mama was a little, uh, little too helicoptery, you know what I'm saying? Said you can't see her no more, and so my boy Chris swooped in, and uh, old boy got a little mad, and so we get to talk about uh, when they had a little discussion about it. Let me backtrack for you, man. Let me backtrack for you. So what happened was Michael was right. Yes, this friend, we'll call him Sven. Sven had his helicopter mom, and his helicopter mom basically banned him from seeing uh, this girl. Um, and so they had tried, and they had tried, and they had tried, and basically it was pretty much over. I was the rebound friend. I was the one that she was going to with all of her problems, and she was crying on my shoulder and all that good stuff. I actually liked her other friend at the time. Couple months down the road, even named your car after. Anyways, quit lying, man. Quit lying. So, couple months down the road, comes out that she likes me, and I'm like, oh, well, being a 18 year old kid, senior in high school, no one had ever really liked me before. So I was like, oh, okay. I and I had kind of liked her, and so I was like, well, let's start dating. So we started dating, and this caused problems for old Spent because I did break the bro code. I did break the bro code. It's not cool to go out with one of your acquaintances or your friends' exes. So he was a pretty he was pretty mad about that. But these were extraordinary times. I'm just gonna I, you know I'm gonna defend my friend here. It was extraordinary times. I mean, his mom told him nay. You don't have a choice. Mommy told you no. She's on to the next guy, and the next guy happens to be my homie Chris. I appreciate the defense here. So I did. I did break the bro code. He was not happy about that. Uh, very not happy about that. So he was like, we need to talk. And I was like, oh, man. And uh, he was like, we're going to meet at the local Bojangles, which Bojangles is like this little breakfast place. He was like, be there at 8 o'clock. He's like, we're going to talk. And me, I'm not going to back down from nothing because I was like, I know Pansy. But uh, Michael was like, he was like, I'm going to go. Just so you've got some backup. So you got some protection. And I was like, thanks, man. You were a real friend. Uh, I think he was trying to make up for the whole me riding in the back of his truck incident. He was like, or yeah. Mr. Rice. He was like, he was like, my friend was there for me. I'm going to be there, my friend. So I just remember it was very, in my mind, it played out very mob-like. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't this way, but I remember we get to the breakfast and we're sitting there and I'm sitting on one side of the table. Mike was sitting next to me, and then Sven 
and I think there was somebody else there with him, or was it just him? Oh no, there was somebody with him, all right. It was our old communist friend that went to your school. Oh yeah, we'll call him. Uh, we'll call him. What? What are we gonna call him? Joseph. People. We'll call him Joseph. For for okay. Joseph Stalin, because this guy was <laughs> a full on communist, full on. Uh, so Joseph was there, and Sven was there, and I remember it was just kind of like this little kind of quiet tension. So we're getting there and talking, and I just remember he uh, he asked Micah to leave. Sven did. He was like, hey, I need to talk to Chris real quick. He was like, Joseph, scram. And then he was like, Micah, scram. And I was just sitting there across the table, and in my mind, I put myself in a Clint Eastwood movie. I was like, oh, what's going to go down? I didn't know what was going to go down. What were you thinking during this whole time? Uh, so I had my truck. You remember the stories about the, the old truck? I was on the tailgate of this truck. And because it was, it was on a Sunday morning, like we were going to have to go to church afterwards. So we were about to head over there. And I just remember sitting on the tailgate of that truck. And old Joseph, he didn't, he didn't hang out with me at all. I don't know where he went when he left, but he wasn't with me. And all I know is I was sitting, there was, you know, the whole place was kind of windowed. And so I was sitting in the tailgate, like watching in there, like making sure he don't swing. That's all, that's all that mattered is just make sure there wasn't any sort of big confrontation or anything like that. I was just sitting there like, I wonder what they're talking about. I knew, I knew it wasn't good and I knew he was probably upset, but really the only thing I, I was worried about was uh, him, him abruptly swinging on you or something. Yeah, and I just remember him talking to me, and he was very upset about it, and, uh, I mean, I didn't buck up or nothing, but I was like, if he swings, I'm gonna let him swing first. He's gonna get one. And this guy was, like, significantly bigger than me. Way bigger than me. He's slightly bigger than me, and I know most people don't know my dimensions, but, like, I'm a decent-sized guy. I'm 6'4". He was, he was about my height. I mean, he was, he's, he's not a small dude. Yeah, and so I was like, he'll get, he'll get at least one on me. And so... But then after that, all bets are off. Go down swinging. So I just remember him talking, and he was upset. But then I guess he kind of made peace with it because he was like, he was like, just make sure you take care of her, don't hurt her, and all that good stuff, and uh, make sure you buy her not red roses because she doesn't like that. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, I know, fool. I'm with her. You're not spent. Your your little mommy told you you couldn't be with her. So I and I guess he's still mad about it to this day. I think he is. No, he is, because we when we moved out to Lubbock, of course, I still had some I still had some contacts back back east, you know, and most of them were like, "Yeah, he spread a rumor that y'all were gay after y'all left." I was just like, "Yeah, he's still hurt. <laughs> he's still hurt." Yeah, he is. Which is not which the rumor is not true at all. But at the same time, man. He is one of those people still where he is like living in his high school days and those are like the best days of his life. And so, you know, Sven, I doubt you're listening, but if you are, I'm sorry, man. I was an 18-year-old kid, but you got to kind of get over. You can kiss my ass. You can kiss my <laughs> I guess you're still Are you still upset about it? I said you could cut that part out, but no. <laughs> oh. I was just going to leave okay. it in there. But anyways, all right. So, we're going to move into our next segment, which is the Jelly Donut. And that's the jail report. Who do you get, Private Pile? Sir, Jelly Donut, sir. A Jelly Donut? 
Micah, what do you got for us? I'm, I'm so excited for these. These have been... Okay, so the very first one. You, you won't ever believe this one. I'm just going to... I'm going to skip the headline, and I'm just going to read you the story. After days of searching for a mystery pooper, and this is at a high school, high school football field, somebody was pooping on their field, apparently. So after searching for the mystery pooper, um, the police finally found their man. It was the superintendent from the district next door. The 42-year-old pleaded guilty in October to defecating in public, and surveillance camera had caught him in the act. That's, I mean, I'm sorry. That's pretty funny to me. Like, the fact that a 42-year-old man, and he was a superintendent of another school's district, so he is literally, like, the head leader in charge. This man is so petty that he is stupid to that. No, it gets better. There's 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 even a better part to it. So he was forced to resign his job and everything like that. So his him and his attorney countersued the county for defamation and said that his client had runner's diarrhea, which is a condition that often causes runner a distance runner to lose their bowels uh, at a random time essentially and the football field where he was running just happened to be the one where he constantly lost his bowels and there was no evidence that he was ever a serial offender that that was a a once or twice a deal thing that that was the only time he pooped on the field so it was just a once or twice thing they're saying no (laughs) they're saying that the the school district saying that this happened at least 10 times but the lawyer is saying that it only happened a couple of times, and it was due to runner's diarrhea. That's an interesting defense argument. What happened with that court case, do you know? Oh, he was charged. Uh, defecating in public. Which I don't I don't think that was... Defecating in public is probably not a big thing. It probably was more like a fine or probation or something. So, instead of defamation of character it was probably defecation of character you're exactly right you're exactly right all right so so the next one so a suspected burglar breaks into an escape room and can't figure out how to escape wow that's funny why was he breaking in there so of course it's a it's a fear of a lot of people to do the escape rooms and it's like oh i might never get out well police in washington say that a man broke into an escape room um damaged the property so badly he really couldn't escape so apparently he didn't know how to use the lock uh and the front door was stuck so the suspect allegedly called 911 several times from inside the room which led the police to his location but apparently he had torn everything up it didn't say what he was trying to steal or anything but apparently he tore up the place trying to get out so he was actually in one of the escape rooms or he was just in the front he was he was in one of the escape rooms that's crazy. I wonder how he got in there because whenever you go to an escape room, they have the lobby out front and then they have the rooms like down the hallway and to the side. But yeah, it, it is hard. Like you really got to try to figure it out. And sometimes in escape rooms, they like give you a hint and they can give you hints and clues. And I've had to do that several times. And if you don't know what you're doing, oh man, yeah, you're you're stuck. And what they say in the report is the, the room was called the puzzle room. So I don't know what that's supposed to be, but apparently I guess you're supposed to solve a series of puzzles to be able to get out. Um, this guy just tore up the whole place. So he was charged with second-degree burglary and then also, um, it looks like just second-degree burglary. I think I would think that he would have been charged for tearing up the place. But So the next one here, um, a man's rap 
music uh, video. So he was making a rap music video. Um, gets him arrested in Los Angeles. So a man decided that he was going to do his rap music video on top of the one um, Interstate 110, the 6th Street exit. So one of those big green exit signs over the freeway. He decided to dance and have a dance crew and also film during live traffic in the middle of the day. He dramatically backflipped off the sign into an inflatable landing pad below and got like judges scorecards and all this other weird stuff but meanwhile what ended up happening was it disrupted traffic and shut down three lanes of traffic for at least four hours none of it had a permit or anything like that so he was arrested including trespassing on state property suspicion of delaying a police officer all sorts of weird tacked on charges but yeah, um, this guy was a little brazen. I mean, he literally uh, was backflipping off of a uh, traffic sign onto an inflatable pad on the ground in the middle of traffic. So how do you stop three lanes of traffic for four hours? Was just everybody rubbernecking or what? I don't know. The only thing that I can assume because uh, from the pictures and what I'm seeing, it looks like he had kind of a, a large a large crew, I guess it looks like. Maybe they shut part of the street down where he was jumping off into this thing. Or the camera crews, or I, I, I don't know. But that's it's very, very interesting. That's interesting. Rap videos will get you in trouble. They think of crazy stuff for these rap videos, man. Or they used to. Man wins a scratch-off lottery ticket. This is in the state of Florida. This guy gets the winning lottery ticket. He turns it into the gas station and for money. Um, he went to the same exact gas station that he got these. The problem was he had stolen to the tune of about three dozen of them and happened to get the winning one. So he ended up going back to the same exact gas station in which he stole it to try to redeem the money to the tune of $25,000. Of course, they just arrested him. That's that's my question. Does it just be called null and void at that point? Because technically it was cheating, or does he still get the money? How did that lottery ticket just end up getting put into evidence? And the where did the money go? I bet you the state got some of the money. I can guarantee you the police got some of that money. Not to be a conspiracy theorist or anything, but I'm pretty sure they got some of that money. You can't tell me that some of them cops weren't like, oh, let's turn this in and uh, split this money. All right, our last one. This one is kind of interesting. So the district attorney in uh, New York, Long Island, um, says that a typo on the man's death certificate gave away his elaborate scheme and con. So Long Island criminal defendant tried faking his own death to avoid a jail sentence, but the phony death certificate his lawyer had submitted had a glaring spelling error that gave it away, basically, uh, and essentially what that error was, his date of birth was wrong, and his name was spelled wrong. His middle name and part of his last name was spelled wrong. They don't have spell check on them things. <laughs> I guess not. Um, but he now faces up to an additional 25, 000, or 25 years uh, for all the charges that they tacked on. Uh, but, yeah, they, the lawyer, like, my thing is, how did the lawyer not get in trouble for this too he tried to hand over a death certificate that was obviously fake and i can see the picture of it it looks fake like i, I would be suspicious about it too i don't know
they get an A for effort for trying it. <laughs> I guess, man. I guess. But yeah, man, that's the jail report. All right. Well, we're going to hop into our next segment, which is the donut hole. Micah, what do you got for us, buddy? We haven't done a good football story in a while, and I know you guys love it, those of you who do and the ones that don't. I'm sorry. But hey, um, what'll happen is uh, we're actually going to ask some questions because that's what we like to do for the donut hole here lately so chris 2005 to 2015 how do you feel about quarterbacks and like kind of naming some stuff i think 2013 is probably my cutoff point so 2014 to 2015 i may be a little rusty this is primarily i tried to not make them towards the 2014 2015 stuff so we should be good all right First question. So this is talking in the first person like this person would be talking. So this quarterback won one and only Super Bowl. But if he was talking as himself, I won my one and only Super Bowl in 2010. And I'm a celebrity in the second city that I played for. That makes sense. So A, Peyton Manning. B, Drew Brees. C, David Garrard. Or D, Tom Brady. So... He won his one and only Super Bowl in 2010, and in that town that they won the Super Bowl in, he's a celebrity, and that was the second place that he had played for. I want to lean towards Drew Brees because I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning won one with the Colts. He did. You're, you're correct. It is Drew Brees. So Drew Brees played for the Chargers, then he went to the Saints, then they won the Super Bowl in 2010, and trust me, he is a celebrity in that town. Like, everybody in New Orleans loves him. Him and Sean Payton both, even though that was 2010. <laughs> that was 2010. So, but Drew Brees is beloved. That's what I think of every time I think of Drew Brees is the Saints. I don't really think about the Chargers. Nah, he didn't really do much with the Chargers. Um, but another side note, the 2010 Super Bowl that he won was against Peyton Manning and the Colts. And Tony Dungy. Wow. All right. So, number two. I started my career in one place and won a Super Bowl, then moved to the Denver Broncos and won a few more. A, Tom Brady, B, Russell Wilson, C, Peyton Manning, or D, Jake Plummer? I think it's Peyton Manning. You're correct. Yeah, it's Peyton Manning. So he went to the he went to the Broncos one, and won another one. I don't really see much of him anymore. He used to be in a lot of commercials and stuff, and I really don't see too much of him anymore. He's still in a lot of stuff. Um, he he like hosted a the country music awards not too long ago him and Luke Bryan and I was like Peyton Manning at the okay, um he also weirdly enough during the season him and Eli I don't know if you know this but they had Monday Night Football with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck and then they had a sideshow with Peyton and Eli where it was pretty much them just talking the entire time it was almost like a podcast during the game I I didn't really like it but a lot of people did so here we're getting into the nitty gritty ones. So number three, I hold several of the QB rushing records, and one of the teams that I played for was Philly. Is it A, Nick Foles, B, Donovan McNabb, C, Johnny Manziel, or D, Mike Vick? It's Mike Vick. It's Mike Vick. You correct. So you're, you're killing it so far. Mike Vick. We talked about Mike Vick episode yeah, Mike one. Mike Vick and flipping off the crowd. Good old Mike Vick. All right, number four. Now, I, I don't know if you remembered this one or not, so if you don't remember it, you'll be like, I have no clue, but we'll, we'll see. I had charges pressed against me um, having to do with a woman in a bathroom in the state of Georgia. A, Ben Roethlisberger, B, Mike Vick, 
C, Case Keenum, or D, Chad Pennington? I want to say Ben Roethlisberger. I feel like it's Ben Roethlisberger. It was Ben Roethlisberger. He was accused of trying to do some nasty stuff with somebody in the bathroom at a subway in the middle of Georgia. He's a scumbag. Ben Roethlisberger is a scumbag. I'll say that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next question. What quarterback played for Minnesota at the age of 41? You don't have to read the answers, Brett Favre. Are you sure it's not John Kitna? No, it's Brett Favre because his old behind took a walker to get to the field. He was wearing his life alert bracelet. That is true, and it was a, a Brett Favre. All right, number six. Which quarterback secretly tried to eat a hot dog on the sidelines and got caught? Ooh, that's an interesting one. I don't know if I know that one. But I'll try. I'll try. And in the names, I don't know if I don't know if you're gonna pick it out of the the list here. Is it A. Jay Cutler, B. Mark Sanchez, C. Matt Ryan, or D. Kyle Orton? I feel like it's Mark Sanchez. I really do. Is it Mark Sanchez? Yeah, I think I remember. It was Mark that Sanchez now. with the with the. And he had the he had the uh, the throwback Jets jersey on too, and I just still remember that scene where he was trying to lean down and eat his hot dog, but everybody could see what he was doing. And then he's also known for what's called the butt fumble, where he fumbled the ball in somebody's butt. It was terrible. Anyways, that sounded weird, but anyways, uh, number seven, which quarterback went to TCU and have the nickname? of the red rider is it a carson palmer b joe flacco c andy dalton or d eli manning it wasn't eli it might be joe flacco it might be andy dalton i want to say joe flacco ah you should have went with the other one it was andy dalton oh man believe it or not joe flacco went to a really small school it was like delaware or delaware state or something like that all right, last question. Which Manning brother has more Super Bowls? Eli. Eli has more Super Bowls. No, no, no. You have to listen to all the options. Okay. Is it A, Peyton? Is it B, Eli? Is it C, Cooper Manning? Or is it D, Archie Manning? It's Eli. Eli has the most Super Bowls. And you know what's funny? Most people would probably, if they don't know, you know, most people, I don't know why they respect Peyton more. Do you feel the same way? Um, do you feel like most people respect Peyton for some reason more? Or like, Yeah, they they act like Peyton is, is better than Eli, but Eli has more Super Bowl rings. and Maybe it was because Eli was just part of the Giants and he didn't have as good of a team as Peyton, but I thought, I thought Eli was still pretty good. Yeah, it was... I felt I didn't like him like in the very ending of their careers. Like Eli for the last five was just terrible. Peyton for the last three was really really bad. Like most people don't believe or don't remember it, but uh, the last year Peyton was playing, they actually benched him for Brock Osweiler like middle of the season. So I mean, it's uh, that's that's one thing about the NFL that uh, I'll just say this real quick. My thing is know when to retire. Because it's really sad as a fan watching you keep going when you suck. And it's like, yeah, your heyday is way behind you. But um, anyways, speaking of, uh, your, I'm, and this is going to lead really well into what fries my donuts, but your best friend Cam Newton is trying to make a comeback in the NFL as well. And he says he's better than all 32 bleeping quarterbacks. That's not true. He's one of those that his heyday is way behind him. His heyday was in college. 
That's when his heyday was. You know what's funny about that? You know where he's working out to try to show NFL teams he's he's back and ready? At the Auburn Pro Day. Like, literally, he went back to college to try to show off at their Pro Day. That's that's how you know that was his heyday. But anyways, I digress. Let's get into what fries my donuts, Chris, and it's your week. So what fries your donuts besides Cam Newton? What really gets on my nerves and fries my donuts is when people are like, I'm just raw. I'm just real. I'm going to just tell it like it is. And there's nothing wrong with that, but these people use it as an excuse to just make people mad. And they're like, well, I'm just being me. And they use it to be in social situations where they just say some of the most embarrassing stuff. They say some of the most awkward things, and they're like, I'm just being raw. I'm just being real. Or they use it as a way to be a jerk to everybody. And I don't think that's, that should be fair. The hard part is what they're playing on is they're playing on that whole, you want to let people be an individual. And so when people say, oh, you're not allowing me to be me or not allowing me to be an individual, we've all been to the point where people have judged us or made us feel bad for who we are and so you don't want to do that to somebody else especially kind-hearted people so it kind of plays on that a lot i feel like to where then you almost feel obligated like yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of stepping on their stuff but at the same time nah man a lot of the times you're right um i'll go ahead and say it they use it as an excuse to be an ass they use it to be an excuse to be a jerk and a half and literally let their mouth fly without consequences and they try to use that as a consequence get her out or term i feel like yeah and or it's the people that they just vomit their emotions on you and they're like and there's nothing wrong with being emotional and stuff but they're, these are the people that it's like highs and lows one day they're like super bubbly the next day they're just like crying and vomiting and when you ask what's wrong you open up a whole can of worms and they're like well as being a so-and-so, I'm just being raw and being vulnerable. And it's like, yes, but at the same time, you kind of need to learn how to manage your emotions a little bit, I feel like. And a lot of the times when you open up those realms, what you find out is those people are perfectly complacent in being in their drama-ridden world anyway. Um, and that's exactly what they want, is they want all the drama, they want all the attention and so that's why the pendulum swings so quickly is because it depends on how much attention they're getting at one point. Yeah, it, it really annoys me because those people, I feel like they manipulate social situations and they want to make themselves the center of attention. And the same with the people that are like, I'm just being real. I'm just being raw. And they're the ones that man manipulate and dominate conversation. Yeah, and they also, what I don't like about it is on the back end when you call them out, Again, that's the whole term of what? I'm just being honest. I'm just being real. And that's supposed to make everything go away. Yeah, you were a jerk, but, you know, you were just being honest and you were just being yourself. Okay, so you're a jerk. But, you know, doesn't make any sense to me of why that is a justifiable excuse. Well, I'm just being honest. Sometimes there's times, you know, you can totally be honest, but there are ways to be honest. You can, you know, there are ways to be honest without being a jerk. Yeah, there are. There are for sure. So I think those people just kind of get on my nerves. But on the flip side of that, there can be the opposite extreme where you don't ever tell anybody what you're thinking or feeling. And that's not good either. So like we've said with everything, it's a fine and healthy balance. Yeah, good balances. Don't don't get us into the conversation of balances. But anyways, we're going to segue into our mystery donut. That's our improv segment. What do we got for us? Fortunately, unfortunately, I love this game, man. I love fortunately, unfortunately, it's always pretty fun. So um, this time, the scenario, 
uh, at a fast food restaurant. You want to run with that? There you go. Cool deal. All right, I can start it. All right. Fortunately, they put all my favorites on the dollar menu. Unfortunately, you've got five kids in the back, so you're going to be broke. Fortunately, I have $20, and everything's on the dollar menu, so math is in my favor. Unfortunately, your wife just called and said she wanted a Big Mac with extra fries, and so that $20 is going to get eaten up. Fortunately, I called her back and said, nah, what's going to happen is you're going to get two singles like the rest of the family. Unfortunately, you will be sleeping on the couch tonight. Fortunately, I bought one of those nice couches from Ikea, and that might be part of the reason that we're broke. Unfortunately, it took you five hours to put it together, so you lost family night. Fortunately, I don't really like my family anyway, so that worked out in my favor. Unfortunately, your wife is going to divorce you, and you're going to pay a lot of money in legal fees and alimony. Fortunately, I've already had my death certificate faked better than that guy from the jail report i'm gonna skip off to the caymans and nobody will know i exist and i'll restart all right you got me with that one you got me i I don't have a comeback for that that's pretty good um our next scenario should be at a wedding at a wedding all right at a wedding all right fortunately we got have a seating chart, so we don't have to sit next to people we don't want to sit. Unfortunately, you had some uninvited guests, and they sat wherever they wanted. Fortunately, I'm going to leave this wedding early anyways. Unfortunately, your ride backed out, so you can't leave until you can get another ride. Fortunately, we live in the digital age of Uber, and I can just Uber a ride. Unfortunately, your phone died hours ago. Fortunately, my buddy built me a charger so I can just charge it into the wall. Unfortunately, it was poorly made and it caught fire due to its shoddy craftsmanship. Fortunately, they're about to cut the cake now, so I'm going to get cake. Unfortunately, nobody has still paid attention to this fire that's raging over here that has consumed half the room. Fortunately, this is not my wedding, so it's not my problem. Unfortunately, it's starting to creep towards you, and some of the guests are starting to look like Anakin Skywalker. Fortunately, I have two legs, so I can walk away from this fire, and I walk home. Unfortunately... The barn dominium they were getting married in is starting to collapse, and there's only parts that you can get out from. Fortunately, I spent a summer as a volunteer firefighter, so I know what to do with these situations. Volunteer firefighter? Yeah. I ain't got nothing to that. Volunteer yeah. firefighter. Yeah. Okay. All right, last scenario. Last scenario. We got time for one. At a football game? We haven't done that before. All right, at a football game. You can start. Fortunately, the beer is only $1. Unfortunately, you had five, so they're not going to serve you anymore. Fortunately, I just go to another stand where they don't know me. Unfortunately, they put your picture on the do not serve list. Fortunately, I got my good buddy Chris that I just send up there with money and he comes back with beer. Unfortunately, your good buddy Chris got arrested for buying an intoxicated person beer because it's against the law. Fortunately, I got a bonus from work. And I'm bailing my buddy out. Unfortunately, the place that serves beer lost their liquor license and alcohol serving license because they did that little move and they were on their third strike. So you can't get beer when you go next time. Fortunately, 
they'll have a new beer distributor next time because that's business for you. Unfortunately, the city passed a dry county law, so there's no beer served in the county. Fortunately, I'll just go to the bar at the county line, get liquored up beforehand, and then go to the stadium. Unfortunately, it's $7 a drink, and you will be broke by the end of the night. Fortunately, I got another bonus from work, so we don't have to worry about being broke, and we can drink all night. Unfortunately, the check bounced from your from your company because they had insufficient funds. Well, fortunately, I got a nice little plan with some Ford's checks and the Cayman Islands again. All right, that was our improv. We are going to move to our last segment, which is our eclair, and that is our positive advice, and I think it's my turn to go first. So, in life, uh, we've kind of talked about priorities, but it's good to have fun, but make sure that your fun and that your hobbies and all the good stuff doesn't take the place of the people that you love. Because uh, it can be so easy to just be like, you know what, I'm going to be really into golfing. Or for me, I'm really big into wrestling. And if I'm not careful, I can let that become more of a priority than spending time with the ones that I love. So make sure that you, your hobbies are good, but make sure that your priorities are set right. Yeah, absolutely. Um Mine is making sure that even when everybody else is doing something, even when you know it's not right and they know it's not right, don't follow the trend. And what I mean by that, it's very, very easy. I give you a prime example. You go to a restaurant, you pay in cash. Somebody, you know, the cashier gives you too much change back, gives you an extra 20. A lot of people, most people, would walk out and say, her mistake, got an extra 20 today, it's all good. I challenge you to go back in there and say, hey, you gave me an extra 20 or call it out when it happens. It's not easy to do, but the thing is, the majority of the people won't do those things. And there are other things in life as well. I'm trying to think of some examples in the moment, but, you know, there are so many things that happen each and every day that, here, here's another one. I had a, went to a pharmacy one time and I'll, I'll admit it was at Walmart. And so we went to Walmart one time and I was with my grandmother and we totally forgot to pay for these prescription medications that we had. We went to the gardening section and we walked out that way and realized that we had paid for some other stuff, but we did not pay for the medicine. And as you know, pharmacy and medicine, very expensive and could have easily been like, oh, well, you know, their mistake. We get free meds, all that sort of thing. But nah, it's important to, even when everybody else would do it, don't follow that trend. Whenever you do the right thing, it always pays off, even if you don't see the benefits of it. But yeah, man. Because I do, I do believe, honestly, if you, like in the event of that $20 that I was talking about, if you receive that $20 and say, oh yeah, $20 on me, essentially, right? Like that's, I got 20 bucks. I feel like later on down the road, you'll be short $20 when you need it. TVTrashCan.com. TVTrashCan.com. That's where to go for all of our websites and all of our good stuff, right? You're darn right. Um, and, you know, we got our Facebook, our YouTube, our, you know, we're on pretty much everything. I know a lot of y'all will be listening on Spotify. We appreciate that. But, yeah, come check out the YouTube channel. Come check out the website. We got plenty of great stuff on there. Um, but, yeah, man, I think we're about ready to take this donut box out to the trash. All right. Let's sign off. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. See ya.